Let us turn to the word of God. I want to uh, turn very quickly to the book of uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 15 tonight. A very familiar passage of scripture today, rather. I preach at night, I guess, so much as a revivalist. I, I'm used to saying at night, but rather this morning. Matthew 15 and 22. There is a word from the Lord. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her, not a word. Let me read that again because I think I may have read that. Let me tilt my glasses just a little bit just to make sure I'm reading this uh, 23rd verse right. But he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. City Church, just in a few fleeting moments that I have to preach, I want to preach from the topic, it made me cry, but it didn't make me quit. It made me cry, but it didn't make me quit. There are some things in our lives that will bring tears to our eyes. As a matter of fact, my grandmother who went home to be with the Lord in May, she used to tell me often, she said, son, just live a little while longer. And I know y'all heard this. She said, because the same things that will make you laugh will make you cry. I didn't understand that, y'all, until I got to a, a good seasoned age to understand God, mama was right. Because there's some things, there's some things that we experience in life and even more so in our journey of faith. Some things that are unexpected. Some things that we had not, I'm talking about we had never dreamed would happen. Because the fact of the matter is what we do not realize is the enemy really comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But, but, let me tell you where the war is. The war is, is the fact that he said, I came that you might have life. Let, let me tell you where your war is. Your war is when you make up in your mind to hold on to the fact that he said, I came that you might have life. As soon as you began to live. As soon as you make up in your mind, you're going to live. As soon as you make up in your mind, you're going to cancel the assignment of the enemy.
enemy. That's exactly when the war begins. <laughs> it's nothing that you could have done to evade the war. I'm talking to somebody in here. It's nothing you could have done to evade the attack of the enemy. The only thing you did was make up in your mind, I'm going to live. How many in here this morning can say, you know what, Pastor Brown, ever since I made up my mind to live, the war has been raging in my life. Because I made up in my mind, I have no, I have no other recourse, uh, no other recourse but to live. I have no other recourse but to live because after all I've been through, dying is not an option. God help me here. Dying is not an option. Throwing in the towel is not an option. Why? Why? Why is it not an option? Because I've been in such a dead place that I found out that one thing in a dead place, not only is it dead, but I found out that people are so corrupt, even in dead places, they sitting around dying, can't die. And I'm not going to be like the man that was out there in the graveyard cutting on himself, trying to die and can't die. You mean to tell me I'm going to stay in a place of death and I can't even die? Y'all better talk to me. You mean to tell me I'm going, somebody going to convince you to be in a dead place and you can't even die and everybody you think that's with you is watching you sit there trying to die and can't die. But watch this. As soon as you start to live, you break out from the pack. Look, 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 watch me down. Once you start to live, all of a sudden your crowd gets thinner. Your crowd gets thinner because nobody can handle your life. Nobody can handle your resilience. <laughs> so you break out from the pack. And what you end up doing is, oh God, help me here, I feel the Holy Ghost. You end up creating your own space that nobody can predetermine, that nobody can manipulate, that nobody can get in and turn things another way because you have created a space just for you and God and God alone. Oh God. So, what happens when you create a space? Oh, I'm so glad y'all decided to ask me. What happens, Pastor Brown, when you create a space to live? What happens when people are jealous and envious? What happens when people cannot manipulate? What happens when people cannot corroborate with others to try to disturb your place of peace, your place of progress, your place of promise? What happens there? What happens is the enemy finds the weakest link. 
Oh, I'm enjoying my own breakfast. I want you to understand your enemy will find your weakest link. So here we are to the text. This woman said, God, I don't have a problem with my house. I don't have a problem with my money. He said, oh, she said, all those things are surface things. She said, but God, I'm knocking at your door because the devil has come to my house and got in my daughter. After everything that I tried to do to comfort my house, this is something I never imagined would happen. That the devil would come and disturb my house by vexing my daughter. So she cried. The text said, Lord, help me. Now, it, it, it's something about a mother's love. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who I'm talking to, but it's something about a mother's love. That, that she said, you know, I, I could have taken this thing better if the enemy wanted to bother me. But, 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 but come for a mother's child. She said, this thing is desperate. This thing, this thing has me desperate. This thing has me fighting my last breath. Whatever's in me, I've got to fight for my child. So the Bible says, she cries, Lord, help me. I'm finished preaching, y'all. My first point is, he ignored her. What do you do? City Church, when you have spent all your life hearing grandma and papa and everybody tell you, call him, he'll answer. Matter of fact, the old folk, you say, he'll hear your faintest cry. He'll answer by my, call him, he'll answer. What do you do, City Church, when you call him? He won't answer. There's never a time in my life, preacher, that I've ever seen this in my life when I looked at this text. You mean to tell me she's desperately crying out and he says nothing. That's Tim, nothing. Look at the text, 23rd verse, nothing. He ignored her. The Lord helped me. Is there anybody in here this morning that's ever cried to God and said, God, you said nothing? So, Bible said, watch this, y'all. Bible said she, she amped up her cry. She said, well, if I can't get him to answer, I'm in the book, y'all. If I can't get him to answer, maybe his disciples will answer me. So they then run to Jesus and said, Jesus, that woman that's been crying out to you. Now she calling after us. What do you want us to do? Jesus said, I'll leave it up to you. I'll leave it up to all of you. And what do church folk do best? Send folks away. Send folks away. I didn't see this over 30 years of pastoring. I seen folk, they the send away committee. They're not the receiving committee. 
I know y'all don't have that in Huntersville, but yeah, in Florida and everywhere else. The Sandaway Committee, they are treacherous. They sit at the front of the church during the pastor's anniversary. They stand up. They act, they give even what you ask for. But the whole time they say, oh, the pastor don't need no money. Church just about money. This, that, and the other. I'm telling you this. Did you see pastor's shoes? Did you see first lady's shoes? Did you see what they were driving today? Oh, I heard they live such a... The send away committee. They are committed to a fault. They're committed to chaos. They're not committed to church. They're committed to chaos. As long as there's chaos, they got something to talk about. As long as there's a problem, but their ultimate objective is to send folk away. Let me show you this. When you start asking as a pastor, where sister such and such? Where brother such and such? Oh, pastor, I don't know. Maybe we need to check and see how they doing. But let me tell you something. The first problem or the first sign of trouble is when new people come to the church and they cry for help. You got to look and see who runs to them quickly. I promise you it's somebody from the send away committee. So what I've started, I've started a helpline. And I tell them when you call for help, dial one. That means you dial me. Don't you go nowhere else. Because if you dial any other extension, the send away committee has all the others. However, so they send her away. I'm not going to stay there long. They send her away. Number three, watch this. It gets worse. She said, Lord, have mercy on me I got, I got just one more point and I, I, I got two more points rather than I'm done y'all now she says Lord I realize something I realize that uh, you've come for the Jews I, I realize that Matthew wanted to realize you, you, you wanted us to realize that you had this special connection to the Jews and the Jews only so his context was always to the house of Israel. But she said, would you, because I've heard about you enough that, would you just hear my faintest cry? Would you look beyond my ethnicity? And would you look beyond my gender? And please have mercy because of the custom of that time. Have mercy on me. I'm done, y'all. Jesus now insults her. I'm telling you, this thing gets tough, y'all. Because we go from ignore to the send away committee to now Jesus himself insulting her. He said, I didn't come for you. You're a dog. She said, yep, truth, Lord. I might be all you call me to be. I may have done all that they said that I did. I may be so undeserving of what I'm asking you for, but I don't care at this point. All I know is there's a healing in you and I'm not going to leave here till I get it. 
if you call me a dog, then I'll be a dog because even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. So if you give me a crumb, I'll make a loaf out of these crumbs. I'm going to my seat, y'all. She's been ignored. She's been sent away. Now she's been insulted. But worship leader, what does she do? After all this pain, after all this degradation, what does she do, Pastor Tim? She falls down and worships him. She stops begging. She stops crying. And she falls down and says, Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. I didn't think I was going to hoop today, but I feel it working on me. And all that's within me shall bless his holy name. She bowed down with tears in her eyes. She bowed down brokenhearted. She bowed down degraded. She bowed down depressed and said, Lord, I'm going to magnify you. I might be broken. I might be beaten down. But I know that you have everything I need. The Lord looked at the woman and said, I never seen nothing like this. How in the world you can be way? How in the world you can be ignored? How in the world you can be insulted and still bow down and worship me? He said, I never seen a faith like this. Well, I'm going to my seat. But city church, I'm so glad that I met this woman in the book of Matthew. But I'm looking at a church that I believe some of you can say I'm like that woman. They ignored me. They sent me away. I got insulted. I got broken. I got bothered. I got hurt. Talking about church hurt. Emotional hurt. Body pain. I thought God didn't care about me. But I cried and he delivered my poor soul. I cried. He delivered me. We may endure for a night. I feel like preaching y'all. Weeping man endure for night. But joy, joy comes in the morning. He said, girl, I've never
nothing like this this very day this very hour by the time you get home your daughter will be healed your problem will be fixed look at somebody and your neighbor oh neighbor hear me city by the time you get home you've been through enough it's been too rough it's been too lonely it's been a rough journey it's been a hard journey there have been hills we had to climb there's been valleys we've tunneled through there's been rivers been hard to cross but I made up my mind. I shall not be moved because I'm planted by the rivers of water. I'm sorry, city, but I'm having a fit right now because they thought cancer was going to shake me. They thought financial ruin was going to take me. They thought friends turning their back on me. They thought family that stopped talking to me was going to make me throw in the towel. But I cried all night long. I cried. I cried. But I didn't quit I'm holding my position. I'm holding my position. Though they slay me, yet, yet will I trust him. hear me today though they slay me yet will I trust him my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust sweetest rain but holy holy
holy lead. On Jesus' name. On Christ. On Christ. On Christ. Oh. Oh God. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. I don't know where you are today. Perfect timing. I don't know where you are today. But trust God. Trust God. Even when it looks like and feels like it's getting worse. Trust God. 